You're listening to Rock of Ages, where I introduce my friends who are much into music theater to different types of pop and rock music. And sometimes they'll introduce me to some theater music. Yo, Ninja Prime, you see that high schooler over there getting pushed around? This looks like a job for Cool Patrol. Hey, kid, yeah. you're getting picked on in school. The other boys, huh. they see you just ain't cool. Well, that's bullshit. Yeah. We're gonna teach you the rules. Those motherfuckers ain't gonna bother you no more. We are the bad boys. Huh. From the tough side of town, we are the Cool Patrol. Huh. We'll turn your life around. Those bullies, oh, shit. their ass is done for now. We're gonna show you how to so fucking listen, yo. Hey, everyone. Today we're talking about Ninja Sex Party. Cool with me, I have Cade. What up? Isaiah. Honey sex joke. And Romy. Hey, it's 4.20 and Isaiah's time. Cool Patrol is the sixth studio album by American musical comedy duo Ninja Sex Party, released on August 17th, 2018, under a self-released record label. Producers were Jim Roach, Jim Arsenault, and Dave Dominguez. The genre is comedy rock and synth pop. I'm going to read the uh, all music review from Matt Collar. Comedy rock duo Ninja Sex Party returns to making all original anthems on their sixth studio album, 2018's Cool Patrol. Produced by Jim Roach, who also worked on the duo side project Starbomb, the album follows the group's two volumes of Under the Covers covers collections. Here, singer Danny Sexbang and instrumentalist Ninja Brian dive back into making their humorous yet still heartfelt brand of tongue-in-cheek nerd rock. Along with Roach, the album also features backing from Canadian Sithwave outfit Tupperware Remix Party. As well as the title track single, the album includes Danny Don't You Know, Eating Food in the Shower, and Heart Boner. Right, what do we think of Cool Patrol by Ninja Sex Party? I'll give I it love this album. Markiplier's out of 10. This is definitely one of their best, I think. Huh, I really love it. It's, much of it's got like an 80s hair metal flair. Yeah, this was, this was their first album where they were actively collaborating, like a first original with uh, with Twerp, right? That's this what I thought. Yeah. yeah, I was cool thinking it kind of sounds like those '80s bands if they made love with Weezer. <laughs> Don't bring Weezer anything anywhere close to this band. Weezer <laughs> with Ninja Sex Party somewhat. I know it in my heart. They've if, totally. If Buddy Holly isn't on Under the Covers 4, I, I'm going to protest. If they can interact with Fred, <laughs> they can interact with Danny Sexbang. <laughs> well, it's true. So you see, guys, um, I like music. I like comedy. I like comedy music. I like this album. I'm surprised. I mean, I mean, I, I, I like myself a good little pop hook every once in a while. Yeah. I like witty lyrics. You know, most of the jokes on here are, have, are about uh, <laughs> sex and dicks and yeah, right. pizza. <laughs> yeah, right from the, the intro track. There's a there's a cum joke in there. So funny. Oh my god, he said cum. Yeah, it kind of uh, sounds like that other word that means to ejaculate. <laughs> it's so funny, guys. When I heard Orgy for One, I thought of, uh, this is going to require some context. Uh, so, recently for April Fool's, on my podcast, Watch This, we did the movie Ratatouille. Oh, I know where this is going. <laughs> it's like... The, the rat the orgy. The danger, the characters... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. 
that was it's so weird. I was in my middle of my monologue talking about how I killed Eric Clapton when that scene showed up, and I <laughs> and I audibly sweared. That was wow. <laughs> you don't see me like swearing unless I peeved about something or provoked. And goddamn, that scene provoked me. But, Orgy for one equals rats. But I have to say, this album didn't <laughs> provoke me. And honestly, no like, the lyrics kind of remind me of like uh, another American rock duo, uh, Sparks. They have memorable pop hooks with uh, witty uh, and sometimes scandalous uh, lyrics with, filled with innuendo. <laughs> like there's a there's a song called Under the Table with Her where uh, a boy and a girl are like making out under a, a dinner table. And then there's that definitely the, sounds like a scrapped NSP idea. And then there's Amateur Hour, which is like the song sounds like girls having fun at the mall, uh, but the lyrics are about uh, like a guy learning how to have sex. <laughs> they're they're a real funny band when you look into it. And this band is funny, but you don't have to look into it, which I think is why they're more yeah. like, accessible than say Sparks. But but once you do know the Ninja Sex Party or then you are true in the peak of comedy. Truly. Tell us the Ninja Sex Party lore, then. How did Ninja Brian meet Danny Sexbang? Okay, so, in other videos, there's an implication that Danny and Ninja Brian met each other when they were children. <laughs> this, this is not really confirmed or not. It's kind of ambiguous. It happens in Samurai Absence Patrol. We see that. I love Where they're two babies, but... That's not important. The real f- main focus is the very first ever Ninja Sex Party song, I Just Wanna Dance, which tells the story of the toughest fucking ninja you've ever seen, Danny Sexbang, who has done multiple ninja things, including a king, and changed the course of European history. But he's tired of being a- the greatest ninja, so he decides to retire from being the greatest ninja and pursue his true passion, dancing slash also musical comedy. But... As he's doing this, the second toughest ninja, Ninja Brian, you know, wants to take him out. But he can't take Danny out naturally because Danny would be expecting it and could easily kill him. So he's infiltrated Danny's inner circle as his best friend, Ninja Brian. And they are two friends that are going to do, you know, band stuff. But every time that Dan makes fun of Ninja Brian, Ninja Brian does try and kill him. But Danny is able to get away using his ninja powers to create the Danakin, which is a mannequin. It looks exactly like Danny. <laughs> I wonder if anyone has ever made a Danikin Skywalker pun. Danikin. And by the way, this is all official lore. I'm not like shitting this out my ass like the Ringo shit. <laughs> this is all official Ninja Sex Party lore. Is it in like the book? I know they have like it's a book. In, well, first, it's in the first song, right? I Just Want to Dance, right? The Like literally, if you just watch the music video, it just tells you. And then when you would go to their concerts, right? Before. Before they would come on stage, their intro video used to be like an animation where Danny and Ninja Brian would talk to the audience, right? And be like, well, thank you for coming out to our concert, right? Now, we get a lot of questions, right? And everyone, one of the biggest questions is, Danny, how, how is it that you can get killed by Ninja Brian so often? But always come back and then Ninja Brian would kill Danny in the animation, right? And then Danny would reappear from his dead corpse and they'd be like, so you're wondering how I did that, right? And then he would explain what the Danakin is, right? And that's all official. That's all official, Lord. Sick. 
on that, not like out. all that Paul was dead crap. That's that's just conspiracy. This I is love Paul is dead. Andrew has no notes for this album, which is very interesting. Well, I, I didn't. Not... I don't feel like it's like right because all like... of them are come. <laughs> I don't. Well, I don't feel it's like right. Like rate like comedy albums the same way I would rate a more like serious album, say like Wish You Were Here or Abbey Road. No this might, this genuinely might be like our shortest episode because like all the songs well, the... are basically funny. funny yeah. Right. Like yeah. we all agree they're all funny. Yeah, but there but there are Not also. Really... There are also pretty funny music videos. Yeah, the music videos are great. Markiplier is in at least like all of them. <laughs> I, I love how uh, enthusiastic Markiplier is in, in the the title track music video. Yeah, I like the slow mo replay. I, I slap a camel. I forgot that Markiplier has a body. Honestly. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I also He's the like real how talking um, head. I, I like how. In the song Danny, don't you know? Um, the younger version of Danny is played by Finn Wolfhard, and they look alike very much. Yeah, I, I thought that was uh, Finn Wolfhard, the kid from Stranger Things. I, yeah. I no, thank you for clearing that up yesterday, Kate. Yeah, but the most important cameo in that video is Nate wants to battle as young Danny Sexbang's bully at school. <laughs> don't you just love Nate wants to battle everyone? I it's sure. been ages no since I've seen the music videos, honestly. I don't. It's been four years I'm since they were released. <laughs> well, Courtship of the Mermaid came out like 2019 for the music video for it. Courtship of the Mermaid yeah. was pretty I... funny. It's, a, it's like I love that song. It's like a medieval tale about a, a prince wooing two mermaids. With pizza, because now they're boning. nerds. Now they're boning. Wow, that was, that was fast. fast. <laughs> and Ninja Brian's like eye, like expressions with his eyes. <laughs> yeah, I'm not overly attached to Nate Wants to Battle. I don't think I've even heard of him <laughs> until today. But I will say, like, I like Courtship of the Mermaid, and it musically is better. But like, they do kind of do that medieval like aesthetic kind of song a lot, and I kind of just like Peppermint Creams more over than. Courtship of the Mermaid. I guess the joke that's with true. Courtship of the Mermaid's joke is, oh, I met a mermaid and then I did irregular things <laughs> and caused myself to get harmed by it. But per- Peppermint Cream's joke is like a soothing, like romantic ballad that is like, oh my god, now it's suddenly sexual, right? <laughs> so I think the joke's just more stronger than that one. But it it's just musically, it's weaker because it doesn't have twerp in the background. Yeah. I want pizza. I screamed loud as shit Then I grabbed the whole pizza Threw the fuck out of it It soared through the air Like some pizza-ass doves Now marvel and witness The glory of It does feel weird that we're doing this one first. Like, I get it was a wheel or whatever, because like. Yeah. Well, we have to get. Think, to, we have to get to some ninja sex party album. I don't know. I feel like this is the best gateway into NSP because free twerp well, stuff. Li- is, like, I can't listen to it that much because mm. just all their albums are just better after Cool Patrol. I I guess, but like. Plus, it's the like one it's with like all the, the YouTube cameos. <laughs> I feel like it's like the Beatles, where you have to like listen to them in order and like see the evolution yeah but then you won't be able to go back yeah we are not comparing nsp to the beatles like 
Who's going to start off with please, please me? Wait, I started this entire podcast with please, please me. Yeah, NSFW is the Ninja Sex Party equivalent of please, please me. NSFW does have a special place in my heart. Would Pool Patrol be the equivalent to like Rubber Soul or... Magical Mystery Tour. Or, um, I don't. I don't know. I, I feel know. like. Okay. I feel like Attitude City is their. Uh, their Sergeant Pepper's just because a lot of their most iconic stuff comes from that. Yeah, true. Sixty nine, sixty nine is literally like their best song. If yeah. sixty nine, sixty nine was on this album, it would be their best, but it's not. That's the, that's like, the twenty one twelve parody, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could have done their. Uh, their most recent album, Level Up, which is like just the. I listened remix, to half of it. Which is just a remix, like, compilation album. But, yeah. like, I mean, I don't know. I don't really like the the a lot of the remake songs. Yeah, compared to the originals. Like, 6969 didn't need twerp backing that much. And mm. I actually feel like the twerp stuff actually made it worse somehow. Mm. So, uh, anyone want to talk about how Jack guy dies at the beginning of this album? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, he's fine. He's fine. As he's okay. shown in the mist. In the Mystic Crystal music video, he's now this roommate is, with Danny and Ninja Brian. I, I was thinking of this is how I die. <laughs> yes. You, when you when you're near your ninja sex party, you don't really truly you're never really in true danger unless the Manticore is there, and in <laughs> which case you will die, and then he'll have sex with your ghost and your wife, and it, it's it's not going to be pretty. You know what kind? You know what kind oh, no, of? Wait, you're not gonna get the Manticore reference. Um, he wasn't even in this song. Well, I do kind of get the Man- Manticore reference because Manticore is a part of uh, the Emerson Lake and Pulver song plus album Tarkus. Here we go. That's a story for another day. And the Manticore, he wasn't even in this episode. But you know who was in this episode? The Kraken. The Kraken, yeah. The, release the Kraken is like the most wholesome song on the album, and for good reason. Actually, it's a song. Ninja Brian goes to soccer practice. <laughs> it's a song. The most the ninja- wholesome. The greatest song of 2018. Yeah. Despacito wishes. A song. Yeah. The, release the Kraken is the song that uh, Ninja Brian. Well, not Ninja Brian. Brian Wecht, the uh, the person behind Ninja Brian, right? Made so that his daughter Aubrey could listen. To a ninja sex party song <laughs> without it being so you know bad for her because she's like four <laughs> right and that's why there's only light cursing in release the kraken and the kraken is just like oops i falled over because <laughs> that's like actual things aubrey would say so the kraken is just him oh. <laughs> reflecting his daughters like, i like how like awesome. in like mythology and in movies the kraken is a giant like horrifying like octopus that lives in the ocean but here it's like a, a grill dad <laughs> he's just here to grill you i like the hey i found a bell <laughs> and then <laughs> he's like ding 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 <laughs> That's very funny to me. You know, it surprised me well, to find out that uh, Jack's Films was a mixing assistant on Cool Patrol and Courtship of the Mermaid. Very cool. Well, the war is lost. Thanks for nothing, Kraken. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. The Kraken's nice. I like him. Yeah. Maybe it, the Kraken should do an entire solo album. You, it's funny you should say that, because Brian Wecht, after release the Kraken started wanting to do children's music similar yeah, to release the kraken oh, so yeah if, now has a kids band if, it, if the just, first album is not called the kraken is released then i won't care for it it's not about the kraken it's about like bananas or something so, I, yeah it is it's like banana go whatever the hell 
Um, Sadly, it's not a Kraken concept album. I mean, with a twenty-minute opening track. I'm not mad. I like bananas. <laughs> Who uh, doesn't? The uh, I think like the only two songs that I don't like on this album are uh, "Smooth Talking" and "Heart Boner." Yeah. Those are the songs I, that you don't like. Yeah. I don't like those songs. <laughs> I never I like, noticed how like front-loaded this album was, and not in a good way, like the Joshua Tree, but like in a bad way because. Like Heartboner, Smooth Talking, even like Romance Novel and GFY are like. I kind of like Romance Novel. And, uh, G- you can't, and you G- can't appreciate the absolute mastery of a of wordplay that Penis Butter is. I I don't know. Romance Bojack, Novel, I can I tolerate. It was. Bojack, it, it, was wait, wait, it sounded Bojack straight Horseman out of a Body Python sketch to me. Bojack Horseman did the Penis Butter analogy better. Could you make me a penis butter and a jelly sandwich? I oh said, make me a penis butter and a jelly sandwich, bitch! But a peanut isn't a nut, Jeff mansplained. It's a legume. <laughs> uh, legume. I think this is the album that has like the best like non-song comedy bits. Like, because I can't really remember any of the other ones. Like, none of the non 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 song comedy bits from the other albums besides the one that's like Ninja Sex Party's best song, right? That they're gonna re- do for children or whatever. Like it's a charity song, and then when they get into the booth, Ninja Brian starts playing it, and then Danny's like, "This butt sex is too hot. This butt sex." <laughs> oh is yeah, too yeah, yeah, yeah. Butt sex. Butt sex. Goldilocks. Goldilocks. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the the bear one from. The prophecy. Oh yeah, it. the bear. The pro- I speaking of the that. prophecy, that is literally on par with this album for like their best album. I won't even lie. I love. Yeah, both I of mean them. Mystic Crystal. Mystic Crystal. Not even like Mystic Crystal. Like, want to do math with you and like, it's bedtime or whatever. Those are like amazing. Wandering songs. tonight. Wandering tonight is similar to Heart Boner. I like Heart Boner, right? But Wandering Tonight yeah. just is like it goes up it's an superior. extra level that like Heart Boner doesn't just because of the. And tonight, right, that bit, you know, yeah. like Danny's going full whole ham there as the orchestra blast, right? Mm-hmm. And Heartboner has moments of that, right? But it's not like the whole song level. Yeah. Um, Heartboner is also like the least funny of the song. Like it's the most genuine. Like if you took out the bit that it's about a Heartboner, right, it could work as just like a normal like R&B song romantic Thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Except like the part of the music video where the deer mouths. Oh shit. And also Dan going, screw you for drugging me. We must now unleash the monster. May God forgive us. You know, I, I looked on uh, the website for our boy Robert Criscow to see if he had any opinions on Ninja Sex Party or this album. Why would he listen to this? Ex- yeah, I found nothing. And Good. I'd- I mean... Maybe he would have gotten curious after seeing them on Conan one night. True. You, that implies that Robert Crisco watches Conan. It's so weird to me that 
Ninja Sex Party has live had Chris Guy reaction. <laughs> has literally two. <laughs> oh my gosh! Ninja Sex Party has two different Conan appearances, and then the other appearance is with Fluga Borg in an original song too. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just there to be like the guest sing, like guest rapper, like the guest verse, and it's just weird. Like, why are they there? It's like having. Uh... At the Oscars, singing, we don't talk about Bruno, and then all of a sudden, Megiti Stallion comes in with an unexpected rap burst that no one wanted, no one needed. Oh shit, that happened. Megan D. Stallion here. <laughs> Hands on my knees. Hello, everyone. My name is Megan D. Stallion. Yeah. And welcome back to Cool Patrol. Hi, I'm Megan D. Stallion. Pulls out a switchblade. <laughs> First date is pretty funny. It's about a guy taking a girl first out on their first good. date to break Andrew all the Bryan laws of the Geneva Convention. Danny, the song. <laughs> it really had to grow on me because I did not like it upon my first listen back in like 2019. I thought it was I good. Think the best joke of the, I, I think the best joke of the song and maybe of the album, it's very subtle, right? But the whole, let's kill 10 guys tonight. And then... <laughs> like hang on let's pump the brakes right and then they wrote like they lower the octave again when they go back to let's kill five guys tonight <laughs> it's the best joke uh, yeah. song- you know what i let's kill five guys tonight. i never liked that restaurant first date sounds like a Katy perry song to me <laughs> it does kind of yeah, also, it, it, I also like. I can easily see it everyone... like talking the charts in 2011. No, literally. <laughs> I also like the bit that the guys that they kill are all of their friends from like Game Grumps, <laughs> which is just very funny to me because that, like, that makes it seem like they just had no other people that they could figure out who to kill. So they're just like our friends, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> this is we gotta literal... impress the girl somehow. This is literally well, like they're gonna go up to random people. Okay, uh, hey, Cade, what did you think of this album out of 10? I'll give it a solid 8.9. It needed, like, one more penis joke. Put it at a 9. Uh, would you, like, recommend it to a theater kid if they're kind of sad and they need a laugh? Like, hey, listen to this comedy album. It's funny. It'll make you laugh. It has I'd penis I'd probably jokes. say, yeah, I would probably give it to a theater kid, but I would also closely monitor the situation so <laughs> that they don't become an obnoxious theater kid slash band kid. You and know what I mean? We can't have theater kids walking in the school hallway saying penis. We can't. <laughs> have yeah. you seen what they do to the couch? Uh, nasty. <laughs> um, how about you, Isaiah? Um, I think I'll give it like an 8.5. It is probably my favorite NSP album. Maybe The Prophecy is, but yeah, this is definitely up there. And I have a lot of good memories with this one. Yeah, I would give it an 8. Like Isaiah said, it's pretty front-loaded. Favorite, my favorite tracks on it are um, the 80s-style ones. Um, you know, I'm going to break the cycle a little bit. I'm going to give this a 7. Like, uh, <laughs> I mean, that still is, like, a positive rating. So, yes, I like the album, but uh, I don't really, like, see myself going back to it much, aside from, like, the title track and a few select tracks. And if, when it comes to, like, comedy uh, groups with albums, I think I'd rather go to more stuff like Monty Python and Monty Python's previous record. No, I don't. I'm not talking about their previous record. I'm. I'm literally saying their the name of the album is literally Monty Python's previous record. Oh, and it was released 50 years ago. Whoa. So yeah. they've had albums after it. So it's not their previous record, but that's the joke. I'd say it kind of reminds me of like the Kinks, like Rye social commentary on 
Britain. I also, also mentioned, uh, just because you and me, Kate, were on each other's side for this album doesn't mean I've forgiven you for the slander you've given to the Kings last week. He has hey. no comeback for this one. Hey. <laughs> I have no opponents. The Kings are the best band. I can say that, and he won't. He won't I win. But yeah, a uh, good album. Nice comedy stuff. I'm giving it a seven. Nice. So, um, I, yeah, nice April Fool's episode, even though this is four days late. <laughs> I can't wait for next That's year. Right. when That's I. That's the April Fool's joke. I can't wait to, for next uh, year's April Fool's when I spin our next April Fool's wheel. It's uh, just like this April Fool's wheel, except all the albums are replaced with the Under the Covers albums. Let's go. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. Well, Woo not... <laughs> That's what I'm waiting for. That's what it's all about. <laughs> all right. Going to spin the regular wheel now. Remember, if we land on a concert album or a rock opera, we have to look at a theater album for episode 64. And it's a theater album one of us has been looking forward to for a long time. And the next album we'll be looking at is The Doors, Morrison Hotel. Ah. Let's go. All right. Thank you. Danny, don't you cry I am you from much later in your life I know your hair is wild I know you have no style You're still a virgin and you will be for a while 